I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to the WrestleTalk podcast. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, and I'm joined this week not by Denise Salcedo, but indeed the man in the mask, Tempest. How are you, sir? I'm quite well, Luke. Thank you for that introduction. You're very welcome. It actually comes up in the show you're about to listen to that I should really start <laughs> using that from now on. So uh, I'm going to start doing it more as, as many times as I can remember anyway, Tempest. Otherwise, I'll, I'll probably forget by the time you and I do a podcast again together. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, I was saying because I only now do the SmackDown and Rampage review podcast with Pete, as I will be doing tomorrow on Saturday. At this point now, I feel like the Pete and Tempest connection is as much a, a random pairing as any other <laughs> pairing that I'm on on this on this channel. Because like, I'll I'll fill in for Raw. I'll, I'll do a podcast with Ollie every once in a while. I'll do a podcast with you every once in a while. Now it feels like Pete's just part of a rotation for me. Yeah, well, you're just you're a utility player, Tempest. Yeah. Just I'm put you into any player. Exactly, you can put you into any position and you flourish. That's why you're, mm. a, it's a, you're an asset to the team. You'd probably fall apart if you weren't here. Look at what happened when you took a day off on Tuesday. I know, right? Can't um, wait until uh, until the group is is fully united, and then you won't have the opportunity to to have me watch shows night of and do the review immediately and every like the whole system is going to change yeah that is very exciting yes i'm very excited about it uh well let's get into this main show here because we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about long show today uh talking about the aew new japan forbidden door show talking about our dream matches we will talk a little bit about the g1 in there and get into all of your mega chats and here is the show Uh, this yeah. episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Wrestle Talk magazine. Look at this. It's the brand new issue of the Wrestle Talk magazine, and you can get your digital copy of this magazine for just one great British pound. Look at this wonderful magazine. So there's a lot in here, obviously. Big review of WrestleMania. Lots of chat about Cody Rhodes going back. Look at this fine work about Cody Rhodes going back to WWE. 
comparing it to Chris Jericho going across to WCW or from WCW to WWF. And there's also the awards. I'm going to show this up quite quickly because I don't want people seeing this, but it's myself and Ollie Davis giving our awards roundups of our favorite wrestlers, our favorite matches, our favorite shows. Mm-hmm. And controversially, apparently so, according to the editor, for our wrestler of the month, we pick tag teams. Ooh, very interesting. Indeed, yeah. So you can get your copy of that today by clicking the link in the video description down below or the one being posted by our wonderful moderating team. Tempest to business. So uh, on Wednesday's Dynamite, Tony Khan made his big announcements, which is that they're going to be doing a joint show with New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's in June. It's very, very soon, in fact. It's in Chicago, and it is called Forbidden Door. It is a joint venture pay-per-view. Uh, the way that he talked about it in the Sports Illustrated interview felt like it was a AEW versus New Japan show. Mm-hmm. But the kind of way that Meltzer was talking about it in The Observer today was that it could also be AEW versus AEW matches, New Japan versus New Japan matches, or like AEW stars teaming with New Japan stars to like face off against, you know, similar uh, sort of foes. First off, how did you feel about this news? I mean, I was very excited as everyone could imagine I would be. I came on a podcast, I think it was the AEW Review podcast, like a year and a half ago when Kenta came out the first time, and I was like, it's happening! It's finally <laughs> happening! And of course, that we still had a long way to go in terms of the world and, and pro wrestling in general. But now, it's happening! It's finally happening! It's finally, finally, finally happening. I don't know what we're going to get on this show. I would imagine it could be some combination of everything that was just said, that we'll have dream matches pitting guy against guy. We'll have, you know, I think we could see a bunch of different possibilities, whether it's like Andrade teaming up with LIJ to take on some other some other group. I think there's a lot of possibilities that could see AEW guys teaming with New Japan guys, facing New Japan guys, or facing other AEW guys. I think the last of those options, I think just AEW versus AEW or New Japan versus New Japan, I think there could be some potential in that, but I could also see those on regular pay-per-views. That's I'd right, much yeah. rather see crossover on this show. That's exactly it. Like, I, I, you know, someone even said in the chat just then, like, if this is just, if there are just AEW versus AEW matches on it, my interest may be slightly waned because, mm. like, I'll have seen that at Double or Nothing, and in a few months' time after that, they'll be all out. So, like, I'll have mm-hmm. seen it there as well. On the subject of all that, just before we dive into this, Meltzer mentioned this in the, the newsletter as well, that, you know, All Out is traditionally a Chicago show. It's always been a Chicago show. But this is in Chicago just two months-ish, like two, three mm-hmm. months before All Out. And he was making the suggestion that what you don't want to do is burn out the Chicago market, which AEW have been guilty of in the past. They did like the CM Punk show and they they had all out like two weeks later. And then they were trying to run shows in Chicago later on that year. And the ticket sales for it were much slower because they'd burned that market out. And you don't want to jeopardize all out. So he was making the suggestion of doing it in somewhere like Toronto. And I was like, oh, that'd be hilarious if Tempest is then not there anymore. (laughs) (sighs) yeah this whole summer is a whole thing for me and yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah so i mean what do you stand on the the all out chicago does it have to be a chicago show can it be elsewhere i think it can be elsewhere at this point you know i mean i i asked tony khan like 
at Revolution 2020, my question to him in the post-media scrum at, at Revolution was like, you know, so far, and considering what was scheduled at the time, of course, we had had Double or Nothing 2019 in Vegas. We'd had All Out 2019 in Chicago. We'd had Full Gear in Baltimore, and then we'd had Revolution in Chicago, and then we were then scheduled for Double or Nothing in Vegas again and All Out in Chicago. I was like, and I asked him, I was like, okay, of your of five of your six first pay-per-views here will have been in two places. Even at that point, I was like, I think we can branch out a little bit here, you know, try some other markets. And granted, they were only a year in, and we're a lot farther along now than we were then. But I mean, come on. It's like, I love Chicago very much. I imagine Chicago is probably the easiest uh, wrestling market to keep going back to just because it's got a really solid center and people are willing to travel in there. I'm ready for other markets to start getting pay-per-views. You know, we got like Minneapolis with full gear last year. And I don't know that full gear needs to be like one of the only pay-per-views that keeps getting new, new venues and new markets and that sort of thing. I'd like to see one in the LA area. I'd like to see one in Toronto. I'd like to see one in New York. Like it's AEW. I feel like at this point is big enough that it can sustain big pay-per-views in a lot of these different markets, especially when we've got like Dynamite Grand Slam doing really well in a stadium. And if we keep having really big cards, you know, I, I have full confidence that they're going to draw. I, the plan was in 2020, I think it was, they were going to be doing a fighter fest here in the UK. Like they yeah. had, you know, Tony Khan had said that was the plan. And then of course, you know, things happened and that ended up not happening. And ever since like, you know, the world has opened back up and we as a country have just pretended that the pandemic is over, despite the fact that it isn't um, mm-hmm. like, it, it kind of surprised me that we, ha- we haven't had like any teases or even word of, of future UK shows. But like when we had, the the wwe announcement of the show that they're doing in cardiff the interest in that show is astronomical mm-hmm. like i don't know if anyone has as keynote have been keeping tracks on this or keeping tabs on this the interest for the wwe event they're doing this summer in cardiff the like sort of you know early access email tickets that you sent like you know i am interested in buying yeah. a ticket for this was bigger than wrestlemania like this, it, as a country, we've sort of like been almost starved of like huge pay-per-views and stuff. And they, they're making a big deal out of it. It's the first time in 30 years, this and the other. I don't know why they don't just call it SummerSlam because yeah. it'll have been 30 years since they did SummerSlam in Wembley. So like, I think, I don't know whether AEW would have that same, same level of interest. I actually doubt that they would. But even so, I think that there is a huge market over mm. here that would love a big time AEW event over here as opposed to just, you know, Dynamite and Rampage. I completely agree. I mean, you look at you look at so many of these markets and not to compare, you know, just one city of Toronto to to a whole country of the UK or to England and etc. But I mean, we didn't have a pay-per-view for like 10 years either. Right. We went from like our Unforgiven 06 to Survivor Series 2016 and we had nothing like there were no big shows in Toronto for like 10 years there. And that's why when they had like Roadblock come in and it was like the Triple H Dean Ambrose match, but otherwise not, it was like a house show plus a really good main event. But that show was like, bam, sell out because this was the closest thing we'd gotten to a pay-per-view in so long. So I really don't understand why a lot of these bigger, hotter wrestling markets like a Toronto or a UK aren't being serviced more often because you get like a massive sellout like this. And even if it's not a sellout, like, 
you would imagine this the UK WWE show is going to do very oh, it's well. Gonna be, oh, it's, it's going to do very out. well. Easily, it's, it's going to sign. It's going to be very, very massive. well. It's going to be a massive, massive show. Like people have asked us, like, I can't understand not doing it more often. People have asked us, like, are we going? And we haven't actually made a decision on when we're going to go because it's the day before all out. And mm-hmm. we do have we do have to think of unfortunately we unfortunately are people who have to think of the content. Like, yeah. would I like to go to watch the wrestling? Sure, but I've also got to think of reviews and I've got to think of live reactions and this and the other because that is all like otherwise as a business we're not doing any we're not doing what people want us to be doing. I'm going there to have mm-hmm. fun otherwise. Um, but I think even if I just wanted to go, I probably wouldn't be able to go because I probably wouldn't be able to get a ticket <laughs> or like afford to buy a ticket. It'd be too damn expensive. Um, but okay, yeah. So that's kind of the all out thing. Hopefully, I'm looking for, I'm, I think there'll be a UK show at some point. I'd like to see them, you know, when me and Ollie were kind of like fantasy booking this show early, this AEW New Japan show, mm-hmm. our big pitch for this was to do it in the UK on neutral grounds. So, ah, as a way like it's a world collide thing it's not in america it's not in japan it's in the uk also it's much easier for me to go to um, <laughs> and you know we had a lot of chats in on uh the aew review we did yesterday with me and sullivan that was doing a lot of like here are the matches i'd like to see here are the fantasy booking matches i would like to see uh interestingly for me at the very least like obviously Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. was like the number one match that people were sort of clamoring mm. for. Punk versus Kenta was another one. Uh, on the subject of Hangman Page, though, I posed the question to the live chat. It was like, if it's going to be a champion versus champion match, or actually, no, scratch that. Forget it's a champion versus champion thing. If it is a carder in the main event, and your three mm. options for this are Punk, Danielson or Hangman Page, which one of those would you prefer? And it's really sad to say that our AEW champion did come last in that poll with about 20%. Danielson was number one with 57%. I would have thought Punk would have been the runaway winner in that. What do you stand on it? I think, well, I think it's tough. I think it is, there's one way to look at it and be like, oh, there's your world champion. He's coming last. And poll of three guys but i do think at the same time we do all also have to look at it and be like well it is cm punk and it is brian danielson and they at this point are like all-time greats and punk has had this comeback run and people are still very enamored with it and the whole deal i don't know who should face okada i don't know i don't know which one is a perfect fit because you can kind of like space out the wealth a little bit more with big matches i was kind of talking to pete about this uh last week where if you have like Okada and then you have CM Punk and you have them face each other, that's a big match. And I'm not saying that they should go one way or the other with this, but you have them facing each other. That's a big match. That can be the main event. Right. But at the same time, if you have Okada against someone else on the AEW roster and then CM Punk against someone else on the new Japan roster, those are two both big drawing cards that you can then have two matches to draw with instead of just one. It's just different ways to look at it. So you could do a CM Punk versus Okada thing. I would very much like to see that match. I'd very much like to see uh, Punk or Danielson against Hiroshi Tanahashi as well, or Shingo Takagi, or go on and on. There's a million guys in the New Japan roster. I'd like to see them wrestle. So it to me, I don't think that they should necessarily lean into champion versus champion because I don't think there's really much you can do there to win at the end of the day. Someone's world champions losing. 
And I'd rather see like an AEW guy defend the AEW championship against a New Japan guy and then vice versa with the New Japan guy. You know, have the IWGP heavyweight title. And maybe, yeah, you don't think title changes are really going to happen at that point. And maybe it becomes a bit more predictable. But I think everybody comes out of that event looking better. And I think you possibly can have just more dream matches added to the card as a result. That was going to be my next question, actually, was about because, yeah, champion versus champion means that a champion has to lose. And what you don't want yeah. to do is do a champion versus champion match where then you don't have a finish because then that is just like that. That's a kind of a sucky way to end out the show, right? That being uh, said, yeah. What's to stop them from doing like punk against Okada? If that's like punk wins the world championship or whatever. I don't know. This is all fancy booking anyway. But say you have like world champion CM Punk against world champion Okada. What's to stop them from going 60 minutes? Would that not be a legendary a main t- event yeah. match? Your time limit. They have a, a legendary hour Broadway with CM Punk, the old, the old Iron Man of independent wrestling against Okada, the Iron Man of professional wrestling in New Japan. That's an idea. I think that would get a lot of people talking. But again, do you want to have an hour draw in the main event of a pay-per-view? I don't know. Maybe they haven't done it yet. So it all depends on what they want to do. I, I think the hour draw would draw some ire if mm. only looking at what happened with danielson page right like right. so when they did the draw with uh omega like it was amazing because it was like well, they don't do draws very often and then just a few mm. months later they then did a draw again with page and the reaction to that one was much lesser than the one he got a mate with omega because i was like well i've just seen that so i think if you yeah. were then to do another draw just a few months later like i think again it brings up the hour i was like well yeah. I just it is it, it feels like it almost feels like another cop out finish. Ob- obviously, on paper, it's amazing because you're going an hour like that is an incredible feat. But I think there would be a portion of fans that would say that's a cop out finish. You mentioned mm. a point there actually that I was you know I'm curious on because if it is champion versus champion, that obviously uh, currently is Hangman versus Akada. However, right. double or nothing is going to come before this. And the main event of Double or Nothing is looking to be Page versus Punk for the title. So there is every chance that by the time we get to Forbidden Door, Hangman Page is not our AEW World Champion, and it is CM Punk. And we will get Punk versus Akada as the main event of this first show. Uh, there's Again, there's a lot of possibilities. And people are saying, like, oh, Forbidden Door is very close. And it is. It's still two months away. You know, a lot a lot changes between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. You know, a lot can change between now and Forbidden Door. And whether that's title changes or just changes in direction of the company, I don't know. I don't know what sort of plans they have in mind right now. Again, they haven't said it's going to be champion versus champion. That's nope. all just speculation. So things could totally change there. Maybe they're not even considering doing, you know, AEW World Champion versus IWGP Champion. They could very easily be planning to do Punk versus Kenta. And, you know, Brian versus Zack Sabre and things like that, both of which I wouldn't have any problem with. You know, I yeah, I want to make sure that it said, like, if my theories and everything don't come true, I am it. I think there would need to be a catastrophe for me to be disappointed with this show. So, oh, yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing whatever this card is going to end up being and just fantasizing and theorizing about what it can be. Oh, that's why I love wrestling. It's it's why I love looking forward to big shows and thinking about the matches that you can see it's just oh it's fantastic stuff 
it's quite hilarious. So I spent probably about an hour or so today just going through the AEW roster and just writing out some like dream matches that I would like to mm-hmm. see. And in all of this, and then I thought, I was saying this before we came on air, I was like, I've written out about sort of 12 or so matches. Actually, and then I've got a bunch of AEW guys that I don't have matches for that I think you do need to have matches for on the card. And mm-hmm. I suddenly realized as you were talking there, I haven't got Hiroshi Tanahashi on my card. <laughs> <laughs> I've made an error. <laughs> like I, Yeah. And, Melter made this point in the Observer as well, though. Like the strength of both rosters is so massive that you mm-hmm. can do easily more than one show of this. And like you could do a whole card of dream matches, and at the end of that show, you've still got another five cards worth of dream matches that you can do. So there's like so much potential within this. And you know, that doesn't even include stardom stuff later down the line. As it mm-hmm. currently stands, there's no stardom involvement in this show, which means there'll be no AEW women's presence on the show. So no Thunder Rosa, no Britt Baker, no Chris Statlander, no Nyla Rose. This will just be the male stars of AEW versus New Japan. So I'm just going to put that out there when I'm giving out some of my other dream matches that I wrote down. So obviously, Keith Lee versus Tomohiro Ishii. And I was like, okay, That's of course. It, the greatest, it's the greatest wrestling match I've ever seen live. And then I thought, aha, but what if? Because I, I then suddenly thought, well, I want Swerve Strickland on my card as well. What if it's Keith Lee and Swerve Slick? Uh, Swick, try, I'll try that again. Keith Lee <laughs> and Swerve Strickland versus Ishii and Yo. And I was like, aha, it's because I'm bringing. Mm. And that's the other great thing about this faction warfare. You can do lots of faction mm-hmm. matches. Death Triangle versus the United Empire of Osprey and Aussie Open. That's if, fun. If, if Phoenix can get back in time. Uh, Chaos, best friends and Rocky Romero versus Naito, Sonata, and Andrade. The, uh, I like that. LIJ stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Punk versus Kenta. I then wrote down Blackpool Combat Club versus House of Torture. I then changed my mind and I wrote down Blackpool Combat Club versus Suzuki Goon of Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr., and Lance Archer slash Tai Chi with then House of Torture versus the House of Black for the never open weight six man tag titles. Very fun. Very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. FTR versus GOD. I had Jurassic Express versus United Empire, champion versus champion, Toriano versus Danhausen. Uh, and <laughs> uh, and yeah. the IWGP junior heavyweight championship match of Sammy Guevara versus El Desperado. And then I was like, okay, well, here's the big matches now. Mm-hmm. Jay White is a big, you know, he's clearly going to be a big part of this show. He was part of the mm-hmm. announcement of this show, as was Adam Cole. So I've got to figure that those two are two of the big names that are looking to promote this show around. Where do you think we're heading with this? Do you think that we are having a united front of Bullet Club and Undisputed Elite? Or are we heading for a collision between the Bullet Club and the Undisputed Elites? I think it all depends on when Kenny Omega is going to be able to return. And for that reason, I think we could see on this show like a big eight or ten man tag with the Young Bucks, Adam Cole. Maybe you even blow it even bigger than that. Maybe do like a a 16 person tag or a 12 man tag or something crazy. You know, you have like Adam Cole, Jay White, the Young Bucks and uh, and Red Dragon, perhaps if they're still You know, you, you add somebody in there. I don't know if they're going to involve like impact guys or or whatnot, you know, because contracts and such. But you do a big tag match and you pit Bullet Club against some other faction. I haven't really given it that much thought yet. <laughs> but if Kenny Omega is back before then, then you could do something. You could either have him come back at that show and have the Bullet Club 
whose side is everybody on thing there. Maybe you, if Kenny Omega is able to return leading up to that, then you can do like a Kenny Omega against Jay White or Kenny Omega against Adam Cole. It all depends on how fast they're able to get to the singles matches that they want. And it all depends on how fast Kenny Omega is going to be able to return from injury. So if he is not back, I think it's going to be a big 10-man tag. If he is back, I think we're going to get some fun Bullet Club on Bullet Club action. Uh, my fantasy booking I had yesterday with Sullivan is that if my main event is champion versus champion, so I'm saying for the sake of argument, it's Punk versus Okada or it's Hangman Page versus Okada. Okada mm. goes over as a, to close out the show. Your final, vi- your final visual you have of the show, though, is that Kenny Omega return. Is yeah. Okada is celebrating the ring. Kenny Omega's music hits. That's hit the moment that he returns back to AEW. He walks down the ramp. He steps in the ring. You have the face-off of Kenny Omega and Okada. And that's your next main event for Forbidden Door 2. It's Okada Omega 5. Yeah, I mean, there's a sellout right there. Yeah, right now. Like, right. I don't care. I don't care that we will have been like four plus years removed from that at that point. That's a sellout to me. It doesn't matter what building you put that in. That's a sellout. And oh my goodness, that, I would, I would fight, I would fight another human to be able to go to that show, like yeah, to let, see an Okada Omega match live. Let's not forget that Akada Omega 5 was supposed to be the main event of the Madison Square Garden show. Like, that was right. the plan. And that match essentially sold out the Madison Square Garden show. Like, I know that, you know, Jay White claimed that it was him. I don't think it was me. Um, I, you know, <laughs> good heel, that. Um, He's allowed to lie about it. He's a heel. Exactly. <laughs> the WWE a... lies about their attendance figures. They're, they're not team. supposed to be. <laughs> but like that was so the idea that like the Madison Square Garden show sold off the back of the fact that there was rumored to be that it was going to be a Carter Omega five in America for the first time, mm-hmm. no less. And the Young Bucks were on the card as well. And then, of course, AEW launched in uh, January of that year. And New Japan were very upset about it. And Kenny Omega has done interviews about this where he was like, look, I was still willing to do it. And Tony Khan was willing to let us all do it. Like, we were still going to do a Carter Omega 5 at Madison Square Garden. But New Japan said no. Because um, Harold Mage was very upset. We've now got a new man in charge. And this new man is much more open to this. So mm. I would absolutely adore that like, you build this up so the next, the next show you do is a Carter Omega 5. You announce it almost like a year ahead of time. And you do that in the New York market or something. You do Madison Square Garden even maybe. Like you book that you book that venue out again and you do that again. I would love that so much. Very saucy. Very, it is a bit, very yeah. it's very saucy. It's very spicy. I mean, there are so many things that I want to see out of all of this. Like if we are getting to the point where travel is possible and we can just start to book things as if we don't need to worry about pandemic and whatnot. God, I'm ready to see Omega and Ibushi have their blow off match. Right. Exactly. That's the other one, right? We got the appetizer match for that rivalry in 2018 in the G1. And it was, it was the classic example. It was very much like the Omega and Danielson match last year where this is fantastic. This is one of the best matches I've ever seen, but it's the appetizer. I can tell that they're saving the big guns for when they have the rematch. And it's been four years and we never got the rematch because of Omega and Ibushi were supposed to be the main event of night two of like the two night Tokyo Dome that of course Omega was then not there for anymore. He had left the company, but had he stayed, that was going to be the main event of night two. We would have gotten a year build up to that Omega Ibushi match. 
mm, and we just haven't gotten it yet. So I'm ready to see o- Omega and Okada go at it again. I'm ready to see Omega and Ibushi go at it again. And those are just the like the tippy top dream matches. Like you said, there are dozens and dozens and hundreds of dream matches that you could have with these rosters. There's so many fun combinations where. I was looking down this card and I'm like, man, like, give me a break. I, 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 how do you have a card like this and not put like Hiromu Takahashi in a big match against pick a, pick a name, Darby, a pack, Allen. Darby Allen, anybody, how do you not put like orange Cassidy against Minoru Suzuki on one of these cards? You know, the dream match that we were robbed of by the pandemic is going to be a Joey Janela's spring break. Like, you could do just a running series of Forbidden Door shows. This could be the fifth big AEW pay-per-view every year. Maybe you do multiple of them a year. I don't know how often you want to do this. There is so much potential for big matches and big sellouts and everything. If they just keep this going, and I have no reason to think that they won't, barring you know otherworldly, you know, outside external problems that seem to be more and more common these days really ready to stop living through unprecedented times i'm ready to just sit back and have my only worry be what wrestling matches they're gonna book yeah no i i agree with you there like it's every time i wrote down a match i thought of a different version of it you know like even jay white versus kenny omega feels like that is a big time main event for one of these shows you know former bullet club leaders going at it and like you know the building tensions that have been like they've built this up on paper on tv when jay Mm -hmm. white came into the company they were mentioning that oh he has got some tensions with kenny omega unresolved tensions with Kenny Omega to be dealt with and as I I pointed out I don't have Tanahashi on my card and Moxley has called out Tanahashi at a recent show so like that feels like that could take place at this and if you do that then well that okay then you could do Danielson and Wheelie Yuta versus Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr because Mm. then like it seems like a very violent and stretchy match that I would I would love to see (laughs) but it's just like uh, there's almost yeah. there's almost too many options at this point there there are and you run the risk of having this end up being like a 16 match show right Which is, and, and it, you, what you don't want this is to be too you don't long. want to do that you yeah don't want that was the problem with the ring of honor new japan show at madison square garden that show did run too long and i, I mean in fairness the new japan stuff was quite good it was just the ring of honor yeah. stuff that wasn't very good <laughs> yeah so i like yeah again i i wonder if that match is looked at as being too long if that ladder match wasn't a, a bore and the, we didn't have a bully ray street fight that was a half hour to sit through and all enzo that and cast like, running enzo and cast running in and such and such i mean i think there's there's a lot of potential here i mean in the case of tanahashi and mox as valid mabitapudi uh correctly points out that match is taking place at New Japan, in dc yeah, yeah their dc show which pisses me off because i went to all out last year hoping that we were going to see moxley and tanahashi and i had to sit there and i didn't want to feel disappointed because satoshi kojima is one of my like favorite guys of all time but tanahashi's like maybe my favorite guy of all time so i'm like oh man i'm really excited to see kojima but i was really hoping for tanahashi and now to have this show this match apparently not happening on an aew show i'm like nah yeah it's a bit of a stinger there so uh, yeah i don't know who you set tanahashi up with on this card then because i'm like yeah it needs to happen tanahashi needs to wrestle someone and for the longest time my answer to that was cody i wanted to see tanahashi <laughs> against cody on this show that would have made a lot of sense yeah um, 
because like when i was looking down my list i don't have i didn't have any match for jericho or the appreciation society i didn't have anything for eddie kingston i didn't have anything for mm. the dark order i didn't have anything for smegging mjf you wouldn't tell me mjf versus tanahashi wouldn't be an enticing match to see i would want to see that match i want to see that match too this is where I do think we're going to end up getting a lot more like tags and that sort of thing. Oh, it's going to be a lot of tags, like a you lot know? of multi-man matches to get people on the card, which is what I ended up yeah. doing in like, my fantasy booking. Which I don't think is a bad idea, keep in mind. You know, I don't think that's a bad idea at all. But again, I do look at this and I do kind of see like, I want to see as many like singles and tag, like straight two on two tag matches as possible. Cause those to me are the big dream matches. But at the same time, yeah, a bunch of six and eight and ten man tags with the best wrestlers in the world probably will make for a good show, too. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? Like, I, you know, I'm talking about, like, I wrote down Pack versus Osprey. I was kind of like a right. sort of big, easy win for me. But then I was yeah. like, okay, but then I've, I've limited that to two guys. I'll stretch that out. And if I do it as Death Triangle versus Osprey and Aussie Open, then all of a sudden I've got mm. Lucha Bros versus Aussie Open on my card as well. And there was right. a, an amazing six-man tag. But the problem with like matches like that is that not every match can be the best match ever. Like you can't, <laughs> you can't just keep having, you can't have a card yeah. with all five star bangers because there's a there's burnout right there. You tell that to PWG. <laughs> they made a whole career based off of exactly that. Good point. <laughs> yeah, I think this will kind of be the test of like, well, how much good wrestling can we actually watch? Yeah, for a big I'm, stadium show. I've I've said this a bunch in the last six months or so because I have felt that AEW's pay-per-views have the chance of becoming the new PWG shows in the sense that like full gear was everybody go to the ring, everybody have the best match possible, everybody's getting 15 to 20 minutes. And it was one of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen. Granted, they saved the big emotional matches for the end, like the Hangman and Kenny Omega stuff. That was at the end. And as we saw at Revolution, when they kind of did the same thing, but put the Punk MGF match in the middle, the emotional match will drain the crowd. I don't know if we're going to have very many emotional matches at this New Japan show. So maybe, maybe just theorizing, maybe if they go out there and have just 12 bangers in a row, people go home happy. I, I mean, there's know. every chance. I am looking yeah. at this from probably the wrong angle here of just like, well, you could, there's such a thing as burnout, pal. And maybe I'm wrong. Like, and I, and I likely am. I usually am. And you made the point there. PWG did this all the time. And yeah. like, maybe it plays great in front of that smaller crowd. Maybe it doesn't work in such a bigger audience, but it hasn't been put to the test. So yeah. like, maybe let's put it to the test. Someone else pointed out here, Kushida's going to be back in New Japan come June. There's another guy that's like on the list of, you know, potential guys oh. you can get onto this card. Give me Kushida and Kyle O'Reilly again. There you like, go. Bam, there's another one. And that would be like the 15th match on the card. <laughs> yeah, you're open you know, up. in terms of the depth of dream matches on the on these rosters. But you say that, and I was like, oh, I want to see that match too. Uh, oh. Other question oh. I have before we do wrap this up. I mean, I'm going to ask you like what some of the dream matches you would like to see. We've also got a yeah. bunch of, of ultra chats of people who want to get into this conversation, um, which we're gonna we'll get to in just a second. If you could pick, hmm. Would you like to see AEW stars in the G1? And yes. if that is the case, which AEW stars would you like to see in the G1? And do you like the idea of doing this year as Block A is AEW and Block B is New Japan? 
Oh, it's so tough, isn't it? Like, I don't know that I would want to see just block A is one company, block B is another company, because then you only get one match of guy from company A versus guy from company B. I would rather see the blocks kind of mixed up a little bit so that each guy from AEW that's in a block mixed in with New Japan talent gets to face like eight different guys and therefore have like eight different amazing dream matches. Oh, I would very much like to see that. My initial, uh, when I was theorizing about what the ROH big announcement was going to be, I did a podcast with Ollie, and I said that it would be really cool if you did the G1 Climax in 2022 as like a World Cup of wrestling where you just have guys from every major promotion, you know, all the ones that they're working together with, which at this point is most of them, but have all those different promotions represented and then have a big World Cup. I don't know how exactly you'd book all of that, but I'd really like to see AEW guys in the G1 if it's viable, considering this is the company now that there are so many people on this roster. There's not enough TV time to go around for everybody. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. If right now, what would stop them from taking like Malachi Black or Andrade and just plucking them out of AEW television for a little bit and putting them in Japan for just like two months? Would, would they really be missed? Like, yeah, obviously they're great. They're having great matches anytime they're on TV. But you can sacrifice a couple guys during a time when you've got other things going on and have them be the ones that get slotted into a thing like the G1. And then when that's over, they can pop back onto TV and they haven't been on TV in a while. People are excited to see them again. They've been out of the public eye and there they are. And then at the same time, maybe that's when you have the World Tag League and you bring in a bunch of the tag teams that aren't really doing anything and send them over there. Send over Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. I think there's Top so flight. much that can be done. Top flight, perfect example. Invest these guys and involve them in these other promotions because then you can have them off TV. And as we've seen from WWE, taking people off TV is the number one way to get them to be more excited about seeing you again. So let's do that. I want to see them in the G1. Yes, please. Everybody, give me Eddie Kingston in the G1. That oh, freaking yeah. fantastic. Just going to give a shout out here to, to Ray, who just said that this should be called uh, AEW versus New Japan Burnout Paradise. <laughs> it really made me laugh. Uh, someone also said Danielson versus Fantastic. Shibata, which I also very like. Um, yes. do, do, are there any dream matches before we move on that mm. you instantly had that you want to see show one? So we're not looking at like future shows here, just show one. Mm -hmm. The one that sticks out to me the most right now with like everything that they could do, and I don't think that they're going to do this match because, again, tags, we want to get as many people on the show as possible. I would really like to see Pack against Shingo Takagi. Mm -hmm. That match, because when I, when I look at like the most dynamic performers in wrestling, the ones that are just the most explosive, the ones that just have the most energy, the most quick stop start, to me, like the top three guys are Pack, Shingo Takagi, and Kenny Omega. You take two of those two guys who, as far as I know, either haven't wrestled before or only did in Dragon Gate, and you put them on a big pay-per-view, and I would have to believe that they will steal the show. But that being said, this card is going to be amazing one way or the other. So a lot of people can steal the show on this card. I would like to see that match, though. Uh, I'm going to put a call out for Hook versus Toriano. 
That is the match yes. that I would love to see. <laughs> um, also, uh, as people were aware when we did the show yesterday, we are trying to launch a petition for Ollie Davis to pay for us all to go to Chicago so we can go and see this show. Uh, all mm-hmm. expenses paid, flights and hotels and our food and everything, so we don't have to spend a penny when we get there. He's going to buy our tickets and everything because we've all worked really hard. So we think that we should probably deserve this and he will just have to stay here and do the news. So <laughs> if, if you would like to see that, uh, please do email Uh, That would be greatly appreciated. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Uh, let's get into what you have to say about this Forbidden Door show, and there is a lot of thoughts on this. But if you're clicking links like one to join the conversation, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Why don't you click a link and get yourself the Wrestle Talk magazine? Because you can get this digitally for just one great British pound. Wrestle Magazine is designed to be the magazine that makes you the smartest wrestling fan amongst your friends when you are having conversations about wrestling. It is a fabulous little magazine. We all contribute to it. We all have a great time working on it as well. And it is, I obviously getting the digital version is what we're currently pushing at the moment. I do like getting the the print version. I like being able to sit there on a Sunday Mm. morning with my cup of tea and reading about it. Dave Bradshaw has got a fabulous, fabulous tribute here 
to Scott Hall is a really, really wonderful read. I was having a look at it this morning. So get your copy of that. Clicking the link in the video description down below. Jared Hazelwood is kicking us off here to say, which match would you rather see? Takahashi versus Darby Allen or Takahashi versus Broken Matt Hardy? I mean, I love Broken Matt Hardy, but the answer is Hiromu and Darby Allen. That match is that match would be bonkers. Yeah, that's Darby for me as well. Josh says, good day, Team Danuk. Besides the obvious matches of Punk, Akada, etc. that everyone mentioned, I'm going to go with someone that I don't hasn't been said yet. Malachi Black. Maybe back with Sonata or Tom Lawler. Thoughts? So mine was having House of Black versus House of Torture. A, their names sound alike. But B, it also puts a nice title match on the card. And, you know, I think House of Black winning the Never Openweight six-man tag titles would be a really fun thing to have on the show. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I also think that uh, I would like to see the House of Black facing off against like Lij. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. again, you can mix up the factions that are facing facing whoever. I I think that would be very fun if you had Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King against like Naito, Andrade, and Sonata, or Shingo, or Hiromu, or whoever you want to do. I think that match would be excellent. Also, yes. I don't think you're going to get Tom Lawler on this show, but put Tom Lawler on this show. I like Tom Lawler a lot. Uh, Meng said, as Jay White said, it was their show. I think the co-main event should be Jay White challenging Hangman Page for the AEW title and Adam Cole challenging Akada for the IWGP title. Also, I think Akada Omega 5 should happen in Japan as Omega owes it to Japanese fans for leaving. Well, I don't think anybody owes anybody anything. I think, I think that phrasing borders like a, a, on an area of entitlement that I do not wish to promote, but I like both of those pitched matches, Jay White like versus hangman for the title. And then Adam Cole versus Okada for the IWGP title. I think those are two excellent top tier matches. And I think would play into the whole Adam Cole, Jay White promoting and stealing the spotlight and bullet club and all that sort of thing. I think that would play into that very well. Yeah, and also Meng, I've got to give a shout out to Meng. Meng was the person that reminded me yesterday of Keith Lee versus uh, Ishii, which I cannot believe I forgot mm. about. Uh, it's now a possibility. kids, Meng. Look, <laughs> for GOD. I always, I like to think that it is actually Meng that is uh, messaging in. Good and I, and, I, and I never want to... my mouth. I was going to say, I never want to disagree with anything that they say. <laughs> just <Yeah>. in case. <laughs> uh, Kevin said, Denise's forbidden, tour, forbidden Door tweet had me in stitches. I was at work and almost spat my coffee on my desk. In terms of dream matches, have the undisputed Bullet Elite Club face the Dark Order and Hangman Page and have Kenny Omega return to confront Jay and Cole. While I like that, Kevin, that feels almost too AEW for me. Like That feels like it's just a regular AEW match. Like you could, mm-hmm. you could do that at double or nothing, or you could do that at all out, which is why I don't think that's why I would book it for this show. Mm-hmm. I agree. Cause my number one dream match in this whole scenario is to do some form of a blood and guts match involving bullet club, either bullet club on bullet club or bullet club joining up together to face against a common, common foe, something like that. That being said, I don't think that goes in like the first forbidden door show because that will more than likely be a more aew than aew and new japan type match uh dan is in the chat hey dan to say hello you wonderful wonderful people on this fine friday afternoon i hope you're doing well i have to confess i'm not thrilled about the show don't dislike it but i hope they're building towards the show and explain who the new japan characters are that's an interesting one 
because one of the complaints I saw yesterday from people about this show was that it is not a show that can grow AEW as a business. It's just a show that is there to satisfy fans that are already fans of both products. As if that's a bad thing. As it's if the stupidest goddamn discourse I've ever heard. It is a ridiculous thing to say. It's like, how dare you put on a show that your fans will enjoy? What do you think about the business aspect? Like, it's, This show is going to sell out massively. It's going to do great pay-per-view numbers. But to Dan's point, if there, are, there is a portion of the AEW audience that doesn't know who these New Japan guys are, I, you know, do they need to do some stuff on TV to explain who they are? I would make the argument that the 80-90% of AEW's audience is aware and the reason I'm going by that is look at the reaction Suzuki got when he showed up at All Out last year. Like, right. they, he didn't even have to walk out on stage. The second The King appeared up on the screen and the first bars of Kaz and Nina Ray played, that place exploded because they knew who he was. I mm. really, I think there are some people who don't give AEW fans enough credit that there's, there's such a crossover. Like, the crossover is a, the Venn diagram is a circle of who <laughs> AEW fans and New Japan fans are. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, uh, this, this whole thing just drives me nuts because take, all right, take the discourse thing out of it. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Having a good show will promote your business. It will make people want to watch the next show because they'll hear, they'll hear that it was good. That's, that's it. End of story. In terms of like building up, you know, the new Japan guys and explaining who they are, I would have to, I would have to believe that they're going to do lots of video packages and, I'm sure we'll have guys on the show at different points after Double or Nothing, but before Forbidden Door. Like, I'm gonna give AEW the benefit of the doubt here. They could have, they could totally underwhelm me with their presentation of the New Japan <laughs> stars, but somehow I don't think that's gonna be the case. I when they put as much effort into promoting like a Moxley Lance Archer rematch because they had wrestled in Japan 18 months prior. I think they're going to do a pretty good job of promoting like Okada and Tanahashi and whoever else the big starts are going to be. Like I I've got faith that they're going to do a good job of explaining who these guys are and everything. But at the same time, like the new Japan fans seem to be like a very, I don't want to say smart audience, but they're a very educated audience when it comes to wrestling and, and the global scale of wrestling. You know, it's not like Minoru Suzuki shows up and they're like, whoa, who's this? It's not like Adam Cole says, this Friday I'm going to wrestle Ishii. And they go, whoa, who's that? No, they're all like, oh, my God, he's facing Ishii. Let's go. Also, I can't believe we went through all of those dream matches and we didn't even bring up the name Samoa Joe. I know, right? Like this, this well, because it's, well, I think that's because, you know, it's not a Ring of Honor show. Oh, yeah. Will Campbell said, Hi, guys. Uh, As you two may be aware, Kenta has tweeted that he wants to do Go to Sleep versus Go to Sleep at the event, complete with John Wick style poster with Punk's face where Keanu Reeves would be. Also, I said yesterday, maybe Kenny Akada 5 if Kenny potentially returns in June. I I, I think it's too. This sounds ridiculous because it has been four years. It's too soon to do Kenny (laughs) Akada 5. I I think. and if they didn't announce it at the announcements, you need to do that a long ways away and really build up the hype for it. Um, but also, yeah, like Kenta, I, I know Kenta and Punk want to do that match. Yeah. I It's so funny, too, because that wouldn't be like at the top of my dream matches just based on combinations of guys and that sort of thing. But there's so much history between so many guys that have all kind of come together into one promotion now. 
that you can just pull from like a rivalry that happened 15 longer than that, like 20 years ago, you know, 15 to 20 years ago anyway, whether it's Kenta and Danielson or Kenta and Punk. There's just so many fun things that you can do, you know, with all these things. Just so much fun combinations. They don't all have to be like five-star classics. You can pull pull a, you know, something out of the past every once in a while too and have it be great. Tengu Ray said, I'm here to bring out the point that truly no one is talking about if Kenny Omega can show up to the show, there's a chance for one night he can come out to Devil's Sky. I'd been thinking about this today. I had it had crossed my mind. That. Yeah. I think it would be really fun. Really fun little thing. I don't know if they'd do it in AEW, but I feel like if he went to a New Japan show, he could come out to, to Devil Sky. Yeah. I would like to see it. That would be cool. Vash TS 1984. To add what I said earlier, Hiromu versus Dante Martin. And if Kushida is back around as is rumored, him versus Swerve outside of WWE would also be a banger. Uh, Sheldon said, which a- female AEW wrestlers would you put into each of the New Japan factions? Chaos, Bullet Club, LIJ, United Kingdom, and Suzuki Goon. Well, uh, Chris Statland is already in Chaos. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's probably the, the only easy one at this point. Like, I don't, I don't really care for Bullet Club these days. If you're talking <laughs> Bullet Club, like, like Jay White and this Undisputed Elite thing, like, yeah, that's okay. We we could probably find someone to put into there. Britt Baker you know, Britt makes the Baker, most sense. Basically, yeah. yeah. Britt Baker's basically been in that group. But I'm not putting anybody in with like the House of Torture and all that. You know, yeah. I don't want to I don't want to put that on anybody. Um oh. put in Serena Deeb in Suzuki Goon. Um yep. and okay. oh man, Pac turning on Death Triangle and joining United Empire. Okay. Pack a female even oh sorry hang on yeah <laughs> hang on. i don't know why i'm just i'm just so obsessed with pack and united empire at the moment that's all i'm thinking yeah. about. as soon as i, I see mean, united that's empire that's all i'm thinking about uh yeah. but you're right i completely ignored that question um <laughs> yeah i don't know who would want to put in united empire from the women's roster hmm. jamie Hayley seems like too obvious an answer because she's english yeah yeah i don't know mm. if there's a better answer though yeah i also don't know who i would put in lij no one's got that kind of like aloof attitude that you kind of need to team with naito uh plan r says forget akada versus punk it's long past time for cm punk to stop ducking kenta give me kenta versus punk akada versus dragon and ibushi versus omega that is a card i would pay any amount of money to see uh, Ten Ruzza said, "All Out should be a stadium show. Maybe do it as a two-day super show, or do it at the next Arthur Ashe show." Here you guys talking about not having big shows for a long time. Try living in Australia. I'm tempted to register the UK. I <laughs> uh, hope this show can draw more people to New Japan shows in the US, and hope after the Fukukawa Dome show coming to New Japan, can feel like a, uh, how they were in 2019. I'd be excited for the Sorry. G1 wrestling. Gone. Fukuoka. <laughs> what did I say? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it wasn't that. Yeah, it wasn't that. <laughs> uh, I'll be excited for the G1 Wrestle Kingdom. Hope Japanese promotions mix it up more as well. Do you guys see a big crossover show happening in Japan like Forbidden Door with AEW going there? Hope New Japan can get some big names going there to bump them up. Hope Stardom gets on the pre-show. Do you get an AEW, a, a New Japan AEW, Noah DDT show day one, GTS versus GTS? That was a lot to dive into. So let's kind of unpick it a little bit there. Um I don't like, I, do you know what? I do not like two day shows. 
I have I I don't enjoy them as much as one day shows. I I just don't. So I know there's like there's a stacked roster and you can do it. I I'm not in for two day shows currently. I have not been sold on the concept of it. Yeah, it sets a weird precedent if you do it at that point. Like I I don't know. I think you can do it and make it work if it then becomes okay, let's actually load up both cards with with matches. If you have 16 matches you want to do and you split them amongst two shows, I think you can make that work. The problem I keep seeing with these shows is they have like eight matches they want to do and they put four on each show and then fill the bottom halves of both of those shows with fodder. That is not the point of all of this. If you don't have two shows worth of matches, don't do two shows. That's exactly it. WrestleMania this year was a fun two-night event, but it would have been an awesome one-night event if you'd have cut some of the, and he swore there, some of the chaff and just focused on like the real good stuff. Like it would have been an awesome one-night event. Yeah, like I think they could do it here, but only if they stuck to those principles and then didn't do it again afterwards. Like I don't want to set the precedent of doing two two night shows. It's only when it's appropriate, but even still, you really got to make sure. Well, you know, or you could do Wrestle Kingdom and start doing three night events. Uh, and <sighs> you see AEW going. I, I can definitely see them doing another Forbidden Door show in Japan quite easily. So. I don't know if I would see like another Forbidden Door show necessarily, but I de- it could totally happen. I could be totally wrong. I could just very much see the way that things used to be with like Ring of Honor and TNA and that sort of thing, where there's just a heavy AEW presence at Wrestle Kingdom every year. And maybe that involves guys facing off against guys from New Japan. Maybe not, but I definitely see once things have opened up, I, I see a bunch of top AEW guys working the New Japan top shows. Uh, musket meerkat said hey lads quick question off topic is there no quizzle mania this month or is it coming next week hmm. it's next, next week. week uh next week. <laughs> he also says aaron porter for quizzle mania jeremy dooley for quizzle mania i'll uh i agree i'll hot tag over to you oh damn it always the other side <laughs> matt carney says to use campfire metaphor aew used to feel like a cozy little blaze that i would gather around every wednesday now however it feels like someone keeps bringing out fireworks <laughs> screaming look look at the shiny new lights there's just too many surprises i disagree um, i would disagree with that surprises. yeah so it's honestly one of the things that makes me want to keep watching the show more than anything at this point you know it's fun they don't need they don't need to be sat and sing and I don't think they should turn the lights off for every one of them, but (laughs) just having like Eric Redbeard show up for a show and like, Oh, there's a guy I know, you know, it's the guest spot. It's a cameo appearance. I like that sort of thing. Me too. Uh, Perseus M says, I have a different, but fun fantasy booking question. What were your selections for a survivor series, eight man tag match be (sighs) for survivor series, eight man tag. Um, we just I would imagine we're just doing like an elimination uh eight man tag with these rosters. At which point it's still I mean. just I would just book like a faction against a faction because it'll probably be great. That that's thinking, like you know, it's just uh, I, I kind of wrote down I said like, if they do implode, you do Bullet Club versus um the Undisputed Elite, and mm. that would be like my faction versus my big faction versus faction match. Right. And similarly, like, I think you could do, like, uh, you could do, like, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and either Adam Cole or uh, or Jay White, and have them face off against, like, the United Empire 
you know, Will Ospreay, Ozzy Open, and Jeff Cobb. Mm-hmm. And if you have I'm to throw of, in, I'm, if you go to throw in the Great O'Con in there too, yes, yeah, Great O'Con Stan, he's a fabulous man, did a wonderful act. If you have to be five on five, put Great O'Con in there and put in the other of Adam Cole and Jay White. There's my Survivor Series match. Uh, Vash TS 1984 says Kenta versus CM Punk or Kenta or CM Punk versus Osprey, Okada versus Danielson, Tanahashi versus Moxley, Naito versus MJF, Shingo versus Page. I like Naito MJF. That's a fun. That's one. fun. Punk I Osprey could see a lot of fun. Well. Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff that could be done there with Naito MJF. If Naito do his little rolly tranquilo thing and MJF just like spits on him or something, and like you know. I know, it's, I know we shouldn't really be talking about this because he, he is a, a character, really, but, like, MJF loves this, right? Like, he loves, like, you know, wrestling history and all that sort of stuff, so he would love to do lots of stuff around Naito. And, there's like, doing... With, yeah. And, like, there's a, so much, like, Naito stuff to play with that I think yeah. he would have a really fun time with that. Oh, so much fun, isn't it? Just theorizing. <laughs> yeah. uh, JH says, hey, Luke and Tempo, long time viewer, first time Ultra Chatter. Would love to see Punk versus Osprey since Will has been uh, one of the first trying to bait Punk back to wrestling. Punk name dropped Osprey before his return to wrestling. Thanks for all the content, fellas. You're not wrong at, well, not at wrong. all. If we hadn't had a pandemic, I think we would have seen this match already. I think so too. Like when Osprey, like when the pandemic first happened, he was doing a lot of interviews where he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to basically, I've got nothing else to do now, so I'm just going to mm-hmm. make it my mission to bring CM Punk back to wrestling." <laughs> I mean, so I mean, did he succeed? Are, are we to thank Will Osprey? Like I don't know. maybe, maybe it wasn't Tony Khan after all. Maybe I don't know. Uh, Sheldon Jackson says thoughts on Naito versus Andrade. Los Ingobernables have uh, and then have Roosh return upon injury. Also, also possible. I don't know I, how, how much I, I care about the team. The rest I want to see them on yeah. the same team. Yeah. This is where it all started, you know, for, for Naito. Rejoin his uh, his his former Ingobernables. I think there I think there's more fun in a team up than in a match. Although the match probably would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. Does Andrade then come out with a mask? Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, probably not. Like, I think maybe, like, I, I suppose actually, because it's his entrance mask. Part, right? Yeah, like, you know, like at the... uh, Takeover Philly, where he comes out with the La Sombra mask and then takes yeah. it off. I think, I think you do it. Like yeah, that. do it for do it for the entrance. He's too handsome yeah. behind a mask. That's what Triple H told us. Yeah, he, he is very handsome. I mean, look at him. Uh, legit Thunder Boss. <laughs> he came out with a hat like Yankee Doodle. <laughs> Unbelievable. But he's, got, but he's got a new hat. But he's got a new hat. Legit Thunderboss says, says uh, hear me out, FTR versus United Empire. Lord Tempest, how does the idea of Eddie Kingston versus Shibata sound? <laughs> does this please you, my lordship? It does. I would like to see Shibata against everybody. I feel like Shibata hasn't wrestled since, since Wrestle Kingdom. And if he has, I just haven't give, heard anything about it. Give, give him a chance, Tempest. He nearly died. <laughs> I know, but I mean, it's been almost like it's been a long time since he came back at the G1 final, and like I want to make sure he's okay. But yeah, I also want to see Shibata. I want more. I want more Shibata if he's good to go. You know, let's 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 make it happen. Uh, William Banta says, "Please give me Shooter versus Yuta to determine who is Moxie's <laughs> favorite new son." Also, with deep history around Omega, the matchups most intriguing to me are Page versus White and Cole versus Ibushi. Ooh, Cole versus Ibushi is saucy. I like that, that one a lot. Cool, isn't it? Ooh, that's fun. You could basically just redo the whole 
uh, Cody versus Ibushi story from New Japan. Oh, it's so easy to book wrestling, isn't it? <laughs> Tyler Robinson says, so Tyson Fury is defending his heavyweight title tomorrow. Could you see him making a WWE return, possibly at the UK show? Also, who do you think he should wrestle? Okay, so... I'm from the uh, UK, and I so I don't think I'm supposed to have this opinion, but I don't care. I could not give a flying crap about Tyson Fury or anything that Tyson Fury is doing. I'm not asked. So I could 100% seeing him be on the UK show. The last time he did something with WWE, it ain't good. But I'm sure they'll love to do it. And I'm sure he'd have a grand old time as well. And I will sit there and be unbothered yeah i mean i think he and drew mcintyre have been jawing at each other for like Good. three years oh, drew like, you versus roman is a much more interesting prospect for me for the uk show than you versus tyson uh, fury yeah yeah i i don't care about boxers getting into uh, wrestling whatsoever I'm not, sorry. Bothered. He, he not ain't bothered. bothered he ain't johnny knoxville like no nope. and if you ain't johnny knoxville i, I ain't bothered uh, unbothered. Danny G says, hope you're well, guys. Can't wait for this show. Bit obvious, but Zack Sabre Jr. versus Danielson is screaming out to me. Here's some money towards Chicago. For reference, all my future chats are now to get the lads to Chicago chats. Not Ollie Davis, fancy new hair chats. <laughs> Fantastic. Like we appreciate the support. Tyrone Kidd says, hello, Mr. Owens. Incorrect. Mr. Owen. And Man in the Mask. Yes, yeah, someone <laughs> finally called me Man in the Mask. I was wondering when that was going to happen. How's the sunburn? Not great. I did not in even re- think about that. I never thought yeah. of you. Oh, Man in the Mask, how are you? Man in the Mask. I, I love it. I adore it. In, in regards to this show, I think Forbidden Door is going to be great. Although I hope it involves stardom, this can be like the next all-in of excitement. My matches are Moxley versus Okada, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson, and Cole versus Ibushi. I haven't had a lot of Mox versus Okada in there. I do want to see that match very, very badly. Yeah. For me, it's not, I didn't think that's the first time. That's not a first Forbidden Door match, though. Like Mox Okada. I don't I think there are bigger Okada matches to be done before Moxley. I feel. I don't disagree, but you also have to look at how AEW treats John Moxley. Like he is kind of like their guy, you know, world champion for a year. Like I think they still view him as like arguably a face of the promotion type guy and he's never wrestled okada they had tag team matches but they never wrestled against each other i really like that idea personally i mean i'm not saying it's a bad match i'm just saying it is not the it's not the first forbidden door match like i think there is like there's and that's i think it's a testament to how big and grand aew's roster is that Mm -hmm. there are sort of like four or five guys that you would pick out before you before you get to john moxley of all people like that that's how kind of that's how big and and vast that this place has become. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, the Adnap 2 says, it's hilarious that no one has mentioned Jericho. Yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Like, I ran on my whole list, and then I was going through the roster, and I even missed out Jericho then. Like, I, yeah. I went past C, and I missed him. And it was only until I saw Daniel Garcia that I was like, oh, yeah, Jericho. And I was like, I probably should have had him somewhere on the card, because he will be. Yeah. I don't know. He doesn't have as many opposites that he hasn't already wrestled to this point, you know, because if I prefer the idea of the Blackpool Combat Club taking on Suzuki Goon rather than the Jericho Appreciation Society. But I mean, 
if their thing is we beat up pro wrestlers, you could do like Jericho, Daniel uh, Garcia, and I guess Jake Hager, but yeah, that doesn't entice me too much. But have them face like Suzuki and and Zack Saber Jr. and 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 Lance Archer because yeah, Jericho's wanted to face Suzuki for a long time, but I don't know, he doesn't have as many ob- obvious counterparts on the New Japan side these days as he once did. Manny Mario reckons he can go on commentary, but I would like that less. I would. I, oh my god! If you want to ruin the goddamn show, I, I guess we're real on commentary. Yeah, I mean, I, I I guess if I'm doing live reactions, I don't have to hear the commentary too much. But uh, or if I go there live, oh. I don't have to hear the commentary. But I, I, I an hour yeah. a week of Jericho commentary is more than enough for me. Yeah, I will go back and rewatch this show, and I would rather have that show not tainted <laughs> by Jericho commentary. <laughs> Uh, Mr. C, how many, how many letter? I, I don't know how to pronounce this. CJ Lilly, yeah, CJ Lilly. Lilly, Mr. CJ Lilly. Oh, I don't read these often enough. Hi, guys. I don't care how many tools come or how many bots come at me, rather. Uh, for this, uh, for these, I'm, tr- I'm struggling here. Sorry, how okay, right. I'll, 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 t- I'll take it because this, this, this yeah. does come. We're this near the end, explanation. Right. Yeah, this okay. needs some explanations. Please do. So, Chris emailed in a little while back and said, okay. it was two weeks ago, uh, he's a regular Ultra Chatter, big Alexa Bliss fan. He sent yeah. an Ultra Chatter a couple of weeks ago saying that Julia Hart was an Alexa Bliss knockoff. Um, and we said that, that was we said that was slightly unfair. And I don't think there's really anything that's connecting the two together other than the fact that they are both blonde and mm. they are both doing slightly spooky things. And even if that was the case, like if you could say that they've lifted it up wholesale, it's not an Alexa Bliss's gimmick. It's WWE's gimmick. Even before then, it was the Fiend's gimmick. Like it was yeah. uh, like it. So I, I I don't think there are enough pieces together. However, then because it it then has become a meme over the last few weeks where people have just said that like anything that is remotely like anything else, they've just ripped off Alexa Bliss. So mm-hmm. I think it is. I we were talking about this in the office. It's made me laugh every time. But I do think people's reaction to it that has been a bit unfair. I, I think that mm-hmm. Chris made an argument. Whether we agree with it or not is is neither here nor there. I think mean, people making the Alexa Bliss joke. While I have laughed, I should have laughed because it's not it's, it's not fair. Um, but anyway, Chris is to hear back up his point again to say that debut as a cheerleader, tag with two blonde male stars, turn heel, use the sparkle splash, twisted bliss as a signature move, slow turn to the dark side. Whose early career Mario describing come at me? But again, like these are so disparate things. Yeah, like, the- I mean, <laughs> there's a long period in the middle there. That you're neglecting to mention where Alexa Bliss was not a cheerleader and did not turn to the dark side. It's like a long period of of not being the same thing in the middle. Yeah. There. It's like five years worth of not being the same thing. It's yeah, there there are comparisons to be made, but to say the two are alike is reaching, I feel. Um, Chris does continue uh, on topic. Uh, they could do a, a relay like a gauntlet match with the elite versus the bullet club with one member in the ring. Winner stays on until all members of one team have been eliminated, like a huge lockdown match. Uh, that's new and unique thoughts. Um, you just do blood and guts, really. You just do blood and guts. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, uh, where do you think Bray Windham will be heading to with his recent cryptic posts online? Uh, the only ones that with the budget seem to be AEW or return to WWE, which I'd love as they can at least finish the Alexa Bliss storyline and free her from her current limbo. Uh, yeah, it's either WWE. Apparently, like the reason why he's not been doing much recently is because he has asked, he's asking for astronomical numbers, 
makes sense. He's a big guy. He's a big star. Um, it's also apparently why Braun Strowman didn't get booked a lot of places either, because he asked for too much money. He was controlling his narrative. Good for you, Braun. <laughs> Control um, that narrative. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where Wyndham goes next. Neither do I. You know, it's he's never to me seemed like a fit in AEW personally. Like, I don't know, and that could be totally wrong, and they could repackage him and and have him be Wyndham Rotunda, a totally new creation that would work in AEW. But just from what I've seen of Bray Wyatt, you know the previous number of years he wasn't someone i was super duper excited about getting in aew i think impact would be like a better fit for him but again budget and everything i don't know that that's a fit for other reasons so at that point i don't really know i don't know that there is like a proper fit for bray wyatt out there right now uh, and he finishes up here saying, uh, have you seen Pete's last week, uh, last week coming up with ideas for the magazine like quiz at the end of it? Um, and just to annoy Tempest, I've seen people say that Joe Gacy could be the next Bray Wyatt with the mind games against Brom Breaker. Yeah, people say a lot of things. There's literally <laughs> nothing like there's there's no there's as much there is more connecting Julia Hart and Alexa Bliss than there is connecting Bray Wyatt and Joe Gacy. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, oh, Johnny, God. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> my skin crawl. They're just was, doing spooky garbage now. I was about to say, well, you don't have to review the show anymore, but you still do. Johnny, I still do. <laughs> Even when I take a day off on Tuesday, I still get hit with this show Wednesday morning. I cannot escape it. That it was, was the full Joe Gacy show this week. I know. Well, we had, we had a conversation in the office about this, being like, I don't know how any of us didn't see this coming because. Because you took the Tuesday off. None of us thought, well, he won't do the NXT review because we all do the NXT reviews on Wednesdays. And you were back at work on a Wednesday. And it was only until the Wednesday when we were like, well, hold on a second. Tempest <laughs> hasn't done a review yet. Yeah. Yep, should have seen it coming. Uh, Johnny yeah. Garcia said, with this New Japan AEW show, we'll finally get to see what people want. Trent's mom, Sue, driving a Akada into the United Center. Jam that jam. They are part of the same faction. Yep, that is a fantastic idea. Have all of chaos pile out of the minivan. Oh, I want to see it now. Uh, And lastly, Dixon Sider here says, I I guess because I haven't shut up about it yet, blah, 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 Ishii versus Keith Lee, blah, 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 Luke gets a boner, blah, blah, blah. Never going to give you up, never going to let you down, never going to run around and desert you, never going to make you cry, never going to say goodbye, never going to tell a lie. I'll finish it off there and hurt you. Um, moderates, can we quickly double check? That is all of our chats. I had seen some Memberg's chats come in, so I wanted to uh, just make sure that nothing got missed. Um, Tempest Boa will do that. I'll give a quick plug for the magazine here because Rest Talk Magazine, everyone, get your digital copy of this for just one great British pound. It's a limited time offer. You can get a full year's worth of this for just 10 British pounds as well. And it's full of awesome, awesome wrestling stuff. We really do enjoy uh, writing for this magazine. I really enjoy reading it as well. Got great articles this month, including a very touching tribute by Dave Bradshaw about Scott Hall. We've got a full review of WrestleMania. There is a brilliant, brilliant article here uh, by uh, Catriona Waters about Cody Rhodes returning to WWE, who is our cover star this month. So get your copy of that by clicking the link in the video description down below. And you can also get yourself that for just one great British pound. Um, so I think we've got uh, 
Bakak Bakugo was right. Is that a uh, a reference? I don't think I understand that. Tempest, who's Bakugo? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Luke. <laughs> Anyway, he's been a member for 10 months. Uh, I said, uh, hope all is well. I'm super pumped for this show. What do you think of all? Of, oh, what do you think of Moon Knight if you've seen it? I haven't oh. seen Moon Knight yet. Now we're talking. So I have seen the first three episodes of it. My wife and I have been watching episode four over the weekend, and I have been loving it. Absolutely loving it thus far i mean when the trailer came out and it was oscar isaac doing wacky voice i was like whoa this could be uh, <laughs> this could be troublesome to watch for a for a full series but you know thankfully it's it's established fairly early on oh that's why he's doing wacky voice right mm. i get you now that makes sense and i'm i'm fully on board for it also uh we played unmatched in the office a couple of days ago and um we were playing with the two new marvel ones the hell's kitchen one that's got daredevil electra and mm -hmm. bullseye and the nightmare row which is um luke cage ghost rider and uh moon knight mm. and but we played a tag team match it was me and adam as daredevil and bullseye versus social media abby and sullivan as electra and moon knight and sullivan bow brown misheard the name moon knight and thought we said moo knight <laughs> <laughs> He would, wouldn't he? Yeah. He would. So he has now been rebranded in our office as Moo Knight with the power of the of the cows and Mooster Knight um, with the Egypt god Konshmu. So yeah, I'm even more into Moon Knight now. And also yeah. go by Unmatched. It's a great game. Yeah. Did Did you know that uh, Darth Vader actually got his limbs cut off on Mustafar? <laughs> Isn't he That's trying to get out of his, his contract in WWE, Mustafa Ali? He just might. He just might be. All <laughs> uh, uh, right. I think that is all of our chats. Also, someone has said that Bakugo is a character from My Hero Academia, apparently. There so, you go. There you go. What did you do with your day off? Uh, what did I do with my day off? That's I honestly I probably watched the Batman. Oh, what did you make of it? Well, I I've, I've watched this movie a lot. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I haven't had a chance to I've, talk to you about it yet. I like, know. What did you think? What did you think? I love this movie, Luke. <laughs> yeah. I really really love this movie. I think it, it's getting harder and harder for me to say otherwise as the days go by. I think this might be just my favorite movie. A friend of mine it said it recently. He said it he may have up, taken the top spot. It, we let we were, we were driving somewhere recently. Uh, we we're going to play board games together, and he said in the car ride, "Was like, I think it is my favorite movie of all time. Like, it's the my new favorite film I've ever seen." And yeah. like, I've had conversations with people about it, like it's my new favorite Batman movie, but no one has ever said that it's like my new favorite movie ever. But you're not the second person I've heard to say that. Yeah, because, I mean, The Dark Knight, I've said, it has been my favorite movie for about the last, like, nine or ten years or so, I would say. And I saw this movie, and I am I still think, like, The Dark Knight is probably a better film. Like, it's a better constructed film, I would say. But this is, like, the Batman movie that I've been waiting for my entire life. Just, I watched this movie... 
and I will put it on. And like my favorite part of the movie is like the first 10 minutes when it's just Batman's opening monologue and he's saying, we have a signal now for when I'm needed. But then that light hits the sky. It's not just a call. It's a warning. And I was like, that's the most Batman crap I've ever heard in my life. Oh, just his whole opening monologue sets me up for the tone of that movie. And there is there. I think there's one scene in the movie I think you could cut. And it's like the Joker scene at the end. Like if you cut that out, I don't think the movie would be any worse off. But otherwise, like every new scene starts and I'm like, ooh, it's this scene. You know, like it's so well paced. It's so well constructed. They understand the tone and the characters. Matt Reeves, man. It's um, I love him. He can do five Batman movies for all I care. We are. I think it's now available here in the UK to rent. Um, Mm. I think it's like I can get on Apple TV or something. I think it's going to be on HBO Max very soon. So I'm going to use Surfshark. I think it's on HBO Max. Oh, is it on there now? Okay, cool. Which Because I can just use my VPN and get into HBO Max and watch it there, which is a much cheaper way of doing it. Um. Mm. And basically what I've been saying to my friends, because I haven't seen it yet, and I you know, don't get to go to the cinema that often um, with a kid in that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll probably end up watching it in one hour installments. It's how I watch <laughs> it. It's how I watch yeah. Zack Snyder's Justice League. I watched that in one, four one hour chunks. And mm. that was the way that I got through it. And I think because it's a three hour movie, I will end up watching this in three, three parts. Yeah. What that does for my viewing experience, I don't know. I I'm excited to see it though. I've had a wall up against the Batman because I hate all of the costumes, but mm. I am I, I you know I've heard nothing but good things. And what does that kind of been I mean by that is like you loved it, Ollie absolutely loved it. He said it's his favorite Batman movie ever. Producer Rich absolutely loved it. And then Terry, Adam, and Andy went to go see it and all said, "Yeah, it's okay." And that has now made me feel like I'm so much more excited to see it because I don't have like the big, I don't have the big lofty expectations of it. It's the best movie ever made. It's the best Batman movie because I've just got like that. It's just a really, really good Batman film. And that has made me Mm -hmm. very excited to see it. I mean, it is that I will, I will not, you can, you, people can say it's too long. I've heard a lot of that. You know, I've heard a lot of just, you know, a lot of, of negative criticism about the movie. And that's totally fair. It is without question a batman movie though like it's it's batman and alfred solving riddles and solving crime and he's working with commissioner gordon and it's like he's catwoman's in the movie he's got good and fun interaction with all the villains it's it's exactly what i want out of a batman movie and that might be different from you or what anybody else wants out of a batman movie but for me i left that movie feeling feeling more satisfied than I had in, in a movie going experience, and I do not know how long. Well, I'm I would recommend you watch out uh, Moon Knight on, mm. uh, on Disney Plus. I I've will get around to that. Absolutely, really enjoyed it. Yeah, like of the, the Disney Plus shows that they've done for Marvel, I, re- I, I mean, I didn't expect this to be the case. Hawkeye ended up being my favorite one of like the first four that they did because I thought Hawkeye was, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was a really, really great show. I, mostly just the cast was, was so great for it. The Moon Knights may be uh, taking the top spot because I, I'm yeah I'm loving it thus far. It's it's interesting because like I spent the last week sleep tra- sleep training the kid right. Like, so I took mm. my week off work. I didn't go on holiday like I'd planned, and we just slept training the kid. And now she sleep now she sleeps at night. Tempest, it's amazing. We put her down at night and she sleeps, and then she wakes up the following morning. 
she'll like wake a up novel concept i know right like she'll wake up at you know <laughs> two three o'clock in the morning or like last night she woke up at 10 o'clock and she's teething so she's in pain so she does a little right. bit of crying but she self-settles and she just soothes herself back to sleep and off she goes so it's great and it means that my wife and i have our evenings back so mm-hmm. like we put the kid to bed i go downstairs i make dinner and then we have dinner and watch tv together wow so hey we may watch a movie together and like what if what if i get to watch the batman in one sitting oh that those are the things you dream about now Luke. <laughs> i know right? i hope it happens for you especially for this movie i hope it happens for you you deserve to see a good one sitting viewing of this movie i might watch it again today i'll be honest <laughs> just gonna watch it, it again it has been the movie where if it ends i am just i'm tempted just to and start over start yeah. from the beginning just have it go again i'll just have it on loop on my tv at all times just walk in it's one of those movies i'll sit down and just be like oh we're at this part awesome you know like massively inflate the hbo numbers for like how many plays the batman has had in this first week (laughs) it's all tempest it's all tempest 100 of the views is just it's all very specific this one place in toronto (laughs) it is that good though i love that movie so much i was wearing a batman shirt i made a batman reference in uh, the nxt review it's just on my brain luke i can't get rid of it i'm theorizing fantasy booking the sequel the whole deal well uh, i mean tomorrow you're gonna be doing rampage and, and all of that but like have you got any other plans for the weekend uh yes i'm going to uh the raptors game tomorrow afternoon where i am very confident that we're gonna get swept and eliminated from the playoffs <laughs> But Hockey? I'm basketball close. Oh, close. It's, 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 it's got the same number of games as hockey. Um, yeah, we're, we're a young team and my buddy bought uh, playoff tickets and I've never been to any playoff game in any sport. Like I've worked a few cause I used to work for the Toronto blue Jays. That's baseball. Um, I but I've, never, again. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gone to a venue to watch a playoff game. So that should be very, very exciting. Even though, we're currently down in the series 3-0, and I don't have a whole lot of faith that we're going to not lose tomorrow. But either way, I'm going to see my buddy. I haven't seen him in a while. It should be fun. Oh, it is the Maple Leafs, right? That's your That's, Yeah. Toronto. Yay. Hooray. The Maple Leafs. That's where we live. We live in Toronto. Yeah, they're they're playing in the playoffs soon too, but they're the Maple Leafs, and I have less faith in them. <laughs> Everybody remember last year when I was going on Quizlemania, being like, "We're winning the cup this year, Maple Leafs all the way," and then it was like double or nothing. We had like lost. We were ready for Game Seven. It hadn't happened yet, but I was like, "No, we've lost. I've given up. Hope is dead." <laughs> hope is dead. Hope is dead. And sure enough, we lost. And you know what? I put eighty dollars on the Maple Leafs to lose. And it was the smartest money I've ever made. Well, you know, ever. maybe some good can come out of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> right, let's bring ball. this. Let's bring this podcast to a close. <laughs> Thank you so much for filling in for it, as always, Tempest. It's a joy to do this podcast with you. Um, Likewise, my friend. So uh, have a great weekend, everyone. I'll be back on Tuesday with the Raw Review with Ollie Davis. Hopefully he might be well enough to be back into the office. Otherwise, Sullivan will probably be doing it again. Uh, But Tempest and Pete will be doing the SmackDown and AEW Rampage Review tomorrow. So have a fun weekend, everyone. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.